Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 413. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 29 to 35. Let's read our passage. This is what I mean, brothers and sisters. The time is limited. So from now on, those who have wives should be as though they had done. Those who weep as though they did not weep. Those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy as though they didn't own anything. And those who use the world as though they did not make full use of it. For this world, in its current form, is passing away. I want you to be without concerns. The unmarried man is concerned about the things of the Lord. How he may please the Lord. But the married man is concerned about the things of the world how he may please his wife, and his interests are divided. The unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But the married woman is concerned about the things of the world, and how she may please her husband. I'm saying this for your own benefit, not to put a restraint on you, but to promote what is good, and so that you may be devoted to the Lord without distraction. This is... Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. He had founded the church in Corinth about five years earlier on the second missionary journey. This is now the third missionary journey. He is in Ephesus. And he sent in this letter to Corinth based on reports he's had gotten, based on a letter they have sent him, based on some of the people that are with him. And it's a letter answering some questions they have, but also dealing with some misunderstandings that they have. So chapter 7 is talking about marriage. And he's addressed several groups as he's uh, gone through this. And it's in response to a statement in verse 1 of chapter 7. It is better for a man not to have sexual relations with a woman. That seems to be something they have latched onto in Corinth. And so they're looking to dissolve marriages. They're looking to either live celibate in marriage or to dissolve marriages altogether. And there's a lot of confusion about this. And it seems we're not told blatantly, but based on some of their other issues in this letter, it seems they're just trying to be super spiritual, that super spiritual people don't deal with marriage. They're just too spiritual for marriage. And so that's kind of behind the the problem there. So Paul talked initially to married people and he told them to stay married and not to practice celibacy in marriage. He told them to have healthy sexual relationships in marriage because trying to be celibate in marriage is only going to lead to trouble. And he had talked earlier about problems of immorality of people going to prostitutes. So perhaps people were being celibate in marriage, but still running off to see the pagan prostitutes. So there's some confusion here. He talked to the widows and widowers, told them that it better off for them to remain single, but if they can't, go ahead and get married. And he talked to, uh, in verses 10 and 11, to married partners, told them to stay married, don't get divorced. In verses 12 to 16, he talked about a believer married to an unbeliever, and his message was, stay married, do not seek a divorce. And then we saw that little excursion where he talked about slave and free, Jew and Gentile. His whole point there was, you don't have to change your status to follow Christ. 
if you were a slave, became a follower of Christ, you could still be a follower of Christ. He said you could become free if it was the opportunity was there. But you don't have to become a Jew. You don't have to become a Gentile. You don't have to become free. You don't have to become a slave. You could follow Christ however you were. And that was amplifying the message that he's been giving to these people about marriage. You don't have to change your status to follow Christ. If you were married, stay married. In fact, he used teachings from Jesus that Jesus spoke very much against divorce. So he's saying, don't get divorced. Follow Christ as a married person. In fact, you can honor God in your marriage. Now, verse 25 and beyond, he's speaking to, seems to be to engaged couples. Not fully understanding the background, it seems that what's going on is people that were engaged to be married, perhaps they're being pressured by some of these people to break off the engagement. He essentially has said, I don't have any command from Jesus on this, but I'll give you some advice. And so this is all under the realm of Paul's advice. He's not giving a flat command here. He's giving his advice. But if Paul's given advice, you want to listen to that advice. So he said it's probably better based on the current distress to remain single. However, if you're already pledged to be married, then don't break that off. But if it has already been broken off, then leave it that way. Then he said that if you do get married, you have not sinned, but you will have trouble in life. And I'm trying to spare you. Now he's given his rationale for that because it sounded almost like he was agreeing with some of the Corinthians. It's better not to get married. Well, not based on their reasoning because their reasoning was were too spiritual for that. Now in today's section verses 29 through 35 he's explaining why he gives this advice he says in verse 29 this is what i mean brothers and sisters the time is limited so the time is limited it sounds like he's talking about the end times the, the time of left in the world before jesus returns and wraps everything up he says so from now on those who have wives should be as though they have done those who weep, as though they did not weep. Those who rejoice, as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy, as though they didn't own anything. And those who use the world, as though they did not make full use of it. For this world in its current form is passing away. Now, what is he saying here? Particularly, he begins with the idea of marriage. Those who are married should be as though they're not married. We've got to read that in light of what he's already said. Because what he's already said is, if you're married stay married. And if you're married, have normal, healthy sexual relationships with one another. So what's he talking about here? You know, he ends it up talking about the buying and selling. Well, you can't give up buying and selling. That's part of normal everyday life. So he's not saying don't do these things. We could maybe reword this to remember this is under his advice where although I don't advise you to change your state, to change your status. I do advise you to change your attitude. And all of these things he's talking about, these earthly concerns, should not overshadow eternal concerns. I think what he's really getting at here is, he says, it's 
better if you actually don't get married. But if you do, you haven't sinned, but you're going to have trouble. And the reason is because you're going to have earthly concerns where your earthly concerns cannot or should not overshadow eternal concerns. And he goes and talks specifically to the concerns of marriage here in verse 32. He says, I want you to be without concerns. The unmarried man is concerned about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But the married man is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and his interests are divided. He says the same thing about women. He says the unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord, so that you may be holy, both in body and spirit. But the married woman is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. So his concern here is attitudes. If you're married, a large concern of yours is your spouse. And that's good and right and proper. And so trying to please your spouse, but also live fully for the Lord, can be difficult at times. And that's what he's talking about here. As he say, no one should ever get married. No, that's not what he said. What he said is, you will have trouble. And he's given this in advice. He wraps it up in verse 35. He says, I'm saying this for your own benefit, not to put a restraint on you, but to promote what is proper, and so that you may be devoted to the Lord without distraction. So he's still saying, basically, it's up to you, but listen to my advice. Before he said, yeah, if you're if you're pledged to be married, then go ahead and do it. If it's been broken up, then stay single. It, if you do get married, you haven't sinned, you're going to have trouble. And the issue is, I want you to have the right attitude about all these things, that you cannot let the concerns of the world overshadow the concerns of eternity. Because if you do get married, then you're going to be concerned about your spouse. And that is right. It is good. That is proper. But be careful. You don't be concerned about your spouse to the exclusion or contrary to serving the Lord. So I'm not trying to put a restraint on you. I'm just trying to give you some good advice. So what do we do with this? He's not saying Christians should marry, but he is saying if you do marry, marry with your eyes wide open. He's saying, make sure you have a, the right attitude about things. And in a specific context, he's talking about marriage, but it's really about everything. How you use things, how you buy things and sell things, how you deal with life in general. You need to have the right attitude about these things and interpret all these things in light of your relationship with God as a follower of Christ. Now, we get careful, we don't just jump on a single verse and, and nail that up as, as the, the main thing and, and take it all together. God is the one who invented marriage and said it's the foundational relationship between men and women. That's how people are supposed to live together. And that's invented by God in a pre-sin state. Jesus spoke highly of marriage, very much down on the forest. And the Old Testament is very down on divorce. So Paul's not down on marriage here, but he wants people to have the right attitude about things. 
For some people, being married is not the right thing for them. They should focus primarily on serving the Lord. But he's said elsewhere, you've got to be called to this. You have to be called to live in celibacy because that's not the normal state for people. Just to talk to the, the widows and widowers, he says, if, if you're not called for this, then you can't do it. You need to get married. So unless you're called to celibacy, it's not a command then to remain single. And you're not being more spiritual or less spiritual by remaining single or being married. But everyone, regardless of what they do, needs to have their eyes wide open and realize how they are relating to the things of the world and make sure that the things of the world are not taking the place of the things of eternity. The principle here is serving the Lord. Now, you can serve the Lord as a married couple, and ideally a married couple serves the Lord together. and They actually encourage one another and help one another grow in their relationship with God. I know that's been the case in, in my marriage is I'm much closer to the Lord because I'm married. So for me, I'm not called to celibacy. I'm not called to singleness. And I did know very much about the Lord when I did get married. But being married has actually helped me grow in spiritualness, helped me grow in my relationship with God. And ideally, that's the way it works. If you come together and you're both mutually growing and encouraging one another, it goes along with the whole idea of don't marry an unbeliever because you will not grow in your spirituality married to an unbeliever. Most likely, you can't make hard, fast rules, but uh, it, it's very unlikely. But whatever you do, make sure you do it with the idea that the things of the world don't crowd out the things of the Lord. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.